Um, would you like some quick information to make you feel old? Uh, sure. The ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny takes place I in saw two, that. 2021. <laughs> well, you know, well, what I don't remember was the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny written while Mr. Rogers was still alive. Uh, I don't remember when did Mr. Rogers die. Because if it was, then maybe that's where our timeline fucked up. No, it was after Mr. Rogers died. Okay. So now we know that we have a zombie Fred Rogers to look forward to next Hell, year. Yes. Sweet. But yeah, I did know that. There's also a Godzilla movie next year. Again? Yeah. Godzilla okay. versus King Kong. Huh. Tuning into Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. I am your host, Brian. You can find me on the internet at RoomwarePod, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Roomware or no, nope, that's the same one. <laughs> at Gay Space Pod. Uh, with me, as always, is my illuminated host, August. Hello, I am August. For once in my fucking life, I didn't wave at my microphone that time. Uh, you can find me on the internet uh, at Harpydora on Twitter, and <laughs> my pronouns are they, them. Sweet. Um, so, uh, how is everybody? It's good. Uh, I think next week we might have a guest. I don't know. I need to check in with it. Not next. You know, you guys know what I mean at this point. It's a bit now. Um, so I need to check in with our guest, but we've got a motherfucker of a week this week. But first, August, have you watched any cartoons? I, uh, I don't even know what I've been doing with my life, so probably not. <laughs> I mean... You haven't watched it? You haven't started watching anything new? No, uh, I mean, Anya and I had a nice trip to a cabin where... We did not watch much of anything, really. But That's fair. Otherwise, yeah. like, yeah. I got nothing. Okay. No worries. Um, I've got a ton of things. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, a, like a bottomless chasm of media. Uh, so, like, okay, so start watching this YouTuber called Quentin Reviews. Very good YouTuber. Like, just weird pop culture dissections. 30 minute like long form YouTube videos that are like 30 minutes long or my fucking shit hmm. about shit that does not matter one little bit. That's my shit. My shit right there. Quentin reviews. Very good. Also extremely leftist um, has a video called uh, I'm glad Mr. Peanut died or something like that. Jesus. <laughs> it's great. Basically they imply uh, or he implies um, I believe it's he. Um, I don't know that for sure, but uh uh, Quentin implies that, uh, he, he killed Mr. Peanut. He murdered him personally. Nice. 
Uh, also, I uh, started watching Gundam X because I've been watching along with uh, Great Gundam Project. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Gundam X fucking slaps. Like, it's the Gundam I've never watched. Apparently, I didn't even realize this. I didn't even know Gundam X was a Gundam until, like, a few months ago. Because, like, I didn't, I never heard it. Like, I thought I had heard of most Gundams. But apparently this one has, like, gotten, is, like, way under the radar in the West and in Japan. Like, it's just not a very popular one. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't get a DVD release in America uh, until 2016. And it's from, like, 96. Okay. So, yeah, so I, that's probably why I never fucking heard of it. Because I, I think it was... every other Gundam's gotten a DVD release. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's like OG. It's like an AU off of like original Gundam. Probably like, uh, like it's like a, um, what do you call it? Like, it's kind of like after Char's counterattack, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, but it's good. It's like, I mean, I'm only four episodes into it, but already it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, good energy has new types. I don't know what more I want, frankly. <laughs> Gundam, the Gundams look cool, but the grunt suits look sick. Uh, so that's, that's always, a, always a plus. Um, I'll have to check it out. That's a, yeah, that's about it. Uh, let's see. And is there any, st- oh, there was a new Steven Universe news, sort of. They released a new Steven Universe PSA. Uh, again, about racism. This time, I guess they were like, when everybody was like, I wish the last PSA would have been more, like, more aggressive about its anti-racist message. Pearl showed up and told you that history is fucking wrong and America is fundamentally racist. And it's like, wow, fuck, okay. Because <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go look it up. I think it's on TikTok. Um, and uh, it's just like Pearl walks into a classroom is like, all of your history books are wrong. America is racist. And it's like, are, you're right, Pearl, but I just didn't expect you to come in here and say that. Uh, thanks, though. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty good, frankly. Um, also, Steven Universe continues to be a good show. <laughs> also, um, Beach of Palooza should be shipping to Kickstarter backers soon. Ooh, fun, fun. Oh, yeah. Um, Mary has ordered me for Christmas the, like, big fancy box set that, like, where every season is, like, a beautiful piece of fold-out artwork. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I should have that. I might start watching that as my primary, like, do one of my watch-throughs. Because I usually watch the episodes at least twice, if not three times. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of my watch-throughs I might do on that DVD box set with, like, commentary turned on. So, just to see what they say, I think that would be interesting. Yeah. After Probably after I do my notes, so I don't let it influence my notes, but... Okay. Um, anything else? I don't think there's anything Steven Universe related. No? Okay. <clears throat> Alright, so, this week, we are covering uh, episodes... 37, uh, 38, and 39. I forgot what episodes. we. I couldn't remember where we were. <laughs> mm. um, 
episodes 37, 38, and 39 alone together, um, The Test and Future Vision. So first up is Alone Together. Uh, it was written by Katie Mitroff and storyboarded by uh, Hillary Florido and Rebecca Sugar. Um, I don't know if they all wrote and story. I'm confused about how these credits go on the Wikipedia or on the wiki because it, it says written and storyboarded by and then usually it has two names. So I don't know if there's like if they're in writing and storyboarding teams, like they both collaborate on both or one is storyboarding and one is writing or what's going on here. Cause like Rebecca sugar could ha, is probably doing both of those things, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, so I'm just, go I'm just going to assume they're, they're a collaborative team uh, from this point forward. I do know that they specifically team people up into pairs that consistently work with each other. So they get kind of like a rhythm writing wise down. Which I think is a pretty, pretty interesting way to do your writer's room. Uh, the reason I'm vamping is because the official synopsis is so fucking short. Oh uh, my god. Okay. Alright. Hit me. The Crystal Gems tried to teach Steven to use his fusion powers. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I feel like that just radically misses the entire point of the yeah. episode. Just so by... Like, that happens, but that is not even close to what the point of the episode is like not even in the ballpark well okay here's the thing though even though mm -hmm. it happens relatively early in the episode i doubt that they want to actually give away the fact that steven does learn how to fuse and it's with connie i so. think i think they could have done a better synopsis without giving away the ghost but I'm not the I I'm not an official synopsis writer. I went to college for theater, so oh. uh, obviously this person has a doctorate in synopsis writing. So I, I didn't know that about you. I guess that doesn't surprise me, but <laughs> I just never knew. I thought I've talked about it multiple times. I mean, you may have, but also my brain fucking sucks and can't retain information. Mood. Uh, so the episode starts with all of the gyms teaching Steven the process of fusion dancing. After they finish their last moves, a, uh, their last move, a jump, he comments that this is a lot harder than he thought it would be. Uh, Amethyst reassures him, saying that, uh, gyms have a trouble, uh, even gyms have a trouble with fusion. Garnet chimes in, says that she does not. Uh, mm. Pearl begins to wonder whether Steven is actually capable of fusing, uh, expressing concerns that few human, like Steven, blah, Steven's organic, like half human form can't do the merging. Uh, Amethyst kind of like chimes in, is like, who knows what Steven can do? He can do anything <laughs> or nothing. Who knows? Um, but uh, Garnet gives him some encouraging words, saying that she believes in him, kind of sends him out. Uh, we cut to later on the beach. Steven uh, and Connie are just kind of hanging out, and Steven's kind of recounting the events to uh, Connie. Um, he tells her that fusing is hard, uh, but Connie reassures him that, like, she's just impressed that he was able to dance with the gems, uh, saying that she has a real problem dancing in front of other people, that she's never really done it. Um, there was a dance at school, but she skipped out on doing it because she was so scared of people, like, looking at her. Uh, this prompts Steven to ask Connie to dance, saying that, you know, there's only just the two of them. No one's here to watch. Um, he turns on a song, puts it down in the sand, and they begin to dance. Uh, 
they kind of do like a little a little shuffle together initially, and then it breaks into something more freeform, and they begin kind of like getting rowdier and having a lot more fun. Uh, Steven trips over Connie, and as she grabs him, uh, they begin laughing together. A light glows from Steven's gym, and then we cut to black. Um, we cut to a first-person view where uh, eyes are opening up, and we hear a voice we've never heard before. Um, it is... Uh, the character who we will come to be known as Stevani, uh, sort of confused about their existence, uh, <laughs> uh, finally coming to the realization that, uh, they are a fusion of Steven and Connie. Steven was able to views, holy shit, we've got to show the gems. Uh, Stevani, after a very cute kind of like getting their sea legs kind of thing, runs back to the temple, uh, shows the gems. Um, Garnet is just sitting there smiling. Uh, all the gems are just like, oh, holy fuck. <laughs> this is so radically different than what we thought it would be. Oh, my God. Pearl is having like a minor panic attack. Um... Amethyst says that uh, Stevan A names Stevani and B says that like they're looking good. Uh, Pearl is like this is very impressive. Uh, you need to unfuse like immediately. This is this is unprecedented and also maybe a little inappropriate. Um, Stevani's like, hey, no, I you know you were so down like you didn't even think Stephen could do this. And then finally Garnet comes up and says, uh, uh, you are not. Uh, Stevani, you are not two people, you are not one person, you are an experience, so make sure that you're a good experience, now go and have fun. Um, so Stevani just kind of spends some time being, uh, running around the beach at Beach City, um, just kind of like moving, being very kinetic, uh, runs up a cliff and jumps off of it into the water, uh, then walks, washes up on shore, uh, their stomach growls, so they were like, oh, fuck, I'm hungry, let's go to the Big Donut, so they go to the Big don Donut where Lars and Sadie are hanging out, Lars and Sadie are immediately just struck <laughs> by the existence of Stevani, um, Stevani comes up, orders two donuts from the stammering donut clerks, um, Lars gets the two donuts, but Sadie says that they're on the house. Uh, Stevani thanks them, but tells them that this is a terrible business practice before leaving. Uh, sitting down on the bench, Stevani has a bit, a kind of a moment of doubt, sort of coming, I guess, sort of coming down from the high of this very kinetic energy, um, looking at the donuts saying, like, do you want, like, has a conversation, like an internal conversation between the two parts of themselves. Um, when, uh, sour cream comes up and is like, Hey, there's like a rave. Uh, and Stevani accepts, uh, very excited for there to be a dance. Uh, at the dance, uh, Sour Cream is playing, uh, a DJ set on maybe my ideal setup of six different kinds of Game Boy. <laughs> uh, uh, and Stevani, uh, kind of wanders into the middle of the crowd and begins dancing. They're very impressive with their dancing, but... Uh, everybody's sort of taken with them, everybody's staring at them. Uh, Stevani begins to have a bit of a panic attack there on the dance floor when a character that we had just seen, uh, who will become Stevani's arch nemesis, uh, Kevin, uh, appears. He says, uh, you should dance with me. And Stevani's like, listen, I don't, I don't want to dance right now. Uh, they kind of go and have a conversation with themselves. Like, why is this? This feels weird. I don't want to be here. Like, I wish you were here. 
uh, kind of like the two parts of themselves kind of like not feeling comfortable in their own skin. Kevin comes up and is like, yo, baby, dance with me. And Stefani's like, fuck right off, ass fuck. Um, and Kevin's like, listen, you should dance with me. I believe his exact quote is like, listen, we're angels and these are garbage people. <laughs> Which I, like, is such a douchebag thing to say, but it's a hilarious lie. Um, it's so Stavani, much. Yeah, finally kind of gets mad. It's like, fine, you want to fucking dance? Uh, and so they drag Kevin on out on the dance floor and just go fucking ape shit uh, until they finally split apart back into Stephen and Connie. Stephen and Connie so happy to see each other. Uh, they continue dancing as Sour Cream... Um, uh, sour cream begins to rain glow sticks down uh on top of everybody uh kevin is sort of like confused and panicked that this like person that he was obviously into turned into two children uh so he leaves he pieces out uh star wipe the end <laughs> yep listen uh, the glow sticks are very important because i'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons Stevani agreed to go I think Stavani agreed to go. Like, I believe Sour Cream said there would, would be three glow sticks, but I don't believe it was that enticing to Stavani. I thought that uh, it was... I, I I thought that that was, like, kind of a callback to how their friendship sort of started over the glow stick thing. Oh, I didn't think about that. But yeah, so, they seem more excited about the idea of a dance. But it could was, be that. I think, I think, I that's, a, I think that's an... Ob- I think that's a correct observation, frankly, that I did not make. Yeah, I just thought that they were like they were kind of on the fence, leaning towards it. Then he was like glow sticks, and they were like, "Yeah, let's go!" Fuck yeah, glow sticks! Hell yeah! Um, glow sticks are important. Anyway, yeah, I think just overall about the dance montage, I think if you showed this is the very first episode of Steven Universe to anybody, they would immediately know who everybody's character is, and it's really, really efficient storytelling. Oh God, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Steven and Amethyst's interactions there. I think that it really frames their relationship really well. Like they're, they're kind of peers, you know, obviously, you know, they're way different in age, but you know, they're, they're more, you know, partners in crime than, uh, any of the others are really. And it's right, just exactly. very cute. And frankly, if Pearl just kind of let them do that thing, it probably would have worked better. Yeah, probably. Um, my next note immediately is like, Pearl has to go to horny jail. And then I drew a <laughs> stick figure version of that meme. <laughs> yeah, my, my, I actually had to pause the episode because I was in the middle of writing Stephen and Amethyst are so cute when that happened. And I had to pause because I had to go, uh, is this supposed to be as hot as it is? Yes, the the answer is obviously this show knows no uh, is made by a certain type of person. Um, yeah. Also, uh, my next note is like uh, the only reason Pearl is so thirsty is because she's so salty. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. Every one of Pearl's fusion dances is the fuckiest, except it's- when she's fusing with Steven, obviously. Yeah. 
she does fuse with Steven like way, way off in the future. I don't I don't feel like that's a spoiler. That's just like ob- the obvious progression well, of a story like this. Yeah, I mean, I know that Steven fuses with just about all of the main cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Including like, one you wouldn't think of that's horrifying. Is it Greg? Yes. Uh, the fusion's name is Steg. Uh, <laughs> it's voiced um, by... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Ted Leo. Huh. Yeah. You want to, in the Steven Universe movie, we get a duet between Ted Leo and Amy Mann. Because <laughs> somehow Steven Universe can pull real star power sometimes. Huh. Okay. Um, okay. So, Pearl is going to horny jail. Yes. Um, but yeah, like montage overall, very good. I think it's a very, very cute montage and, like, really, like, Steven Universe is getting very good at montages. Yes. Well, I mean, Steven Universe is just very, very efficient at using its time. And sometimes the most efficient way to get what you need across is a montage. Yeah. And, I mean, they're very musical, uh, so it helps that they already have this kind of built-in thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, let's see. I like when uh, Amethyst is like, it's hard for even us. And then Garnet's like, not for me. It's like, yeah, all right, stop bragging, you two. Yeah, you you know. <laughs> like, I feel like this is one of the things where I'm a little sad that I knew that Garnet was a fusion because now it's just like, in some ways this episode might have felt a little bit different if I had not known that going in. Um, but now it's just like, oh... I see what you're doing there, Garnet. And, you know, the rest of the stuff is really good character building and things like that, but, um, I don't know. Mostly I was just like, ah, this is secretly set up for the Garnet reveal, isn't it? It is. I mean, we're, like, at this point in the season, we're barreling toward that season finale, so. Yeah. Um... Uh, my next note is in capital letters, and I these are these are very large letters because I wrote, hand wrote these notes this week. Um, it is these two are so fucking cute. I just wrote cute in all caps. It, it's true, they're so fucking adorable. It's like so it's cute. heartwarming how adorable they are. It really is, and Stevani is adorable too. Just like when uh. You know, when they first start running around and just, Mm -hmm. like, moving. It's just, it's so cute and it's so playful the way that they get animated. Right. Um, Also, I liked how uh, Steven, this this boy's smooth when he wants to be. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, (laughs) mm-hmm. Like, he knows. He's got, like, it's the only thing he seemed to have inherited from his dad. Yeah. Um. Oh, except for all the flesh, I guess. Yeah. The uh, the, the human flesh prison. It's true, but he's hopefully about not it. the hairline. Thank God. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like that da- the dance is so fucking adorable. Like together. Mm-hmm. Um. I like how they they. Reverse your sort of expectations that, like, Steven is not the one who initiates the thing that, it you know, eventually causes the fusion. Mm-hmm. 
Uh. Also, um, also reinforcing the like the idea like fusions are a metaphor for relationships. Yep. Not just you know not just romantic relationships, but sometimes yes. But yeah, like you know relationships in general. Uh, and I like that there should kind of because like Stevani is decidedly like the relationship between Connie and Steven, which is like. Like, as these two are getting older, it's obviously veering into more romantic feelings. Mm-hmm. But, like, they also have a very strong friendship that is the, you know, probably mo- the most important thing about their relationship. Yeah. And that's how you know that Steven Universe isn't written by a straight person, because obviously, uh, if you're straight, then obviously the only meaningful relationship you have is a romantic relationship, right? Right, though uh, I think when they like they're laughing and they like touch foreheads, it's it's heart oh. like it's heartwarming. It it's me- so like, good. I'm not depressed anymore. I know. I no longer have anxiety. <laughs> Thanks, <I know>. Rebecca. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cute. It's so good. Yeah, I just wrote ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, like like you were saying, like uh, Stevani's personality is so play like it's just like again. Right out of the gate, they're like, this is who this person's personality is. You know, everything you need to know about them in, like, the next ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, like, they've got a whole lot of, uh, qual- like, they, they nail the, like, mixing of these personalities, The even in the way they move, the like, like, it's got, you know, Stefani has, like, the grace of, uh, of Connie, but, like, the sort of, like, rush into things of Steven, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um also uh uh, uh so uh Stevani's um voice actor is AJ uh Michalka M I C H A L K A. Mm-hmm. Uh who uh, I know immediately <laughs> I know her her big her at least for our audience her next biggest voice credit role is Katra from the new She-Ra. Oh yeah, huh. that's Katra. Interesting. Just, yeah, sliding into the gay cartoons just like right out of the gate. Jesus. Um. Also part of the music group Ali and AJ. Um. And also has been in a number of episodes of The Goldbergs apparently as Lainey Lewis. Hmm. So, so that's Katra. It's good to hear you catch again, Katra. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Um, I want to, my next thing here is like, I guess we're moving into like a uh, Stevani showing themselves off to, and also I guess for people who are not familiar with Steven universe, like canonically speaking, Stevani uses they, them pronouns. Um, is in fact a non-binary character. Yeah, didn't uh, uh, didn't they get confirmed as uh, intersex, like canonically as well? Uh, I believe so, but not in the episode, but just by like some oh yeah, not network marketing. So okay, yeah. So yeah. word of word of God, but still, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it also makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um. But yeah, uh, I think that like this is 
Just like the gems are just like, ah, like, it's great. I love it. This whole episode is real good. Yeah, I, I do. I love the individual gem reactions. Again, it definitely reflects who they are as characters. Um, Especially God. I just, I love Garnet's reaction. Garnet's reaction is fucking priceless. It's true. Um, Garnet is the the proudest mother right now. <laughs> proudest well, mom think, feels. Yeah, I think it's it's not even necessarily pride that she's feeling. She's just overjoyed that Steven gets to experience the kind of joy that she gets to experience on a daily basis. Right. Like, it doesn't... I don't think that she even necessarily... To me, she doesn't give the impression that she feels like there's anything other than that you know like pearl's all worried about oh my god what will it do to him but Mm. garnet is just like i'm so happy for you kiddo except less dad and more (laughs) estelle yes (laughs) uh yeah it's really like i think garnet's reaction is really good obviously like this is one of the episodes people would point to uh when things were coming along initially, like being like, ah, see Garnet's definitely a fusion. Mm-hmm. And then I still also like in retrospect, I don't know how anyone was like, no, Garnet's definitely not a fusion. Yeah. <laughs> we're all very, very dull. <laughs> Listen. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really good. Um, I also like, I just, I, I wonder what not what it says about pearl but like what it says about what pearl thinks of fusion again the way that she reacts to seeing steve uh seeing stevani like because she's sorry a little bit is clawing at my desk um because she's very she seems legit afraid of what's going on here And, like, I'm wondering, because obviously, you know, it's well-established fusion is a symbol for relationships, but, like, what does it say about how Pearl views relationships in general that she thinks that this is something, or maybe even, like, his relationship with Connie in particular, that she thinks that this is something that she needs to be afraid of, you know? Yeah, I I do wonder about that, because, like, I, I think it's partly, like... So, you know, as we'll come to find out in the series, like, fusion is not looked well upon in, like, back on Homeworld, right? Mm-hmm. And then also this, like, a totally unprecedented thing of, like, Con- or Connie and two human beings, effectively, fusing together. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, right? Like, A, how is this even happening physically from a physics standpoint, you know? Um... And I think, like, that worry is, like, pushing Pearl back into, like, old habits or old ways of thinking. Because obviously Pearl doesn't think there's anything wrong with, like, fundamentally wrong with fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it's real easy when you're when you're scared, like, when you're in that feeling of being scared of, like, going back to, like, the thing, the, your old fears. You know what I mean? Like... You go back to your old fears because they're comfortable, because they're familiar. Uh, 
And so I think maybe that's part of it, but I don't know. Like, that, that's not, like, a concrete theory. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I also wonder how much of it is, like, I don't know, the, the sort of stereotypical thing about a parent worrying that they're going to lose their kid to uh, some other relationship that the kid might think is more important and then they get burned and that kind of thing, too. It could be, though. I don't think that ev- that sort of thing ever really comes up okay. in, 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 in future episodes. So I could be wrong. It's been a hot minute since I've watched some of this. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah. yeah, that was that was all I had there. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevani running. Uh, good art continues to be the choices. Shit. Oh, God. Yeah. Um. Uh, th- there's not much to say about the montage. It's just, it's a good montage. The music really in the is. episode is good. Um, I like how you can sort of see the, the bits of like the two different bits of personality coming out in the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, moving on to the big donut scene. I wrote here, there are no straights in Steven universe. <laughs> Yeah, I I wrote Lars and Sadie canon queers confirmed. Yes, definitely. So. Um, I think somebody asked how old Stevani is. I think Stevani is like functionally somewhere like 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so and obviously like Sadie and Lars probably wouldn't be like, holy shit, look at this person if they knew if they yeah. could even wrap their heads around what Stevani is. I don't like I think they would no. be more freaked out, obviously. Uh. I think but, I think Lars yeah. would be more more freaked out than Sadie. Sadie would be like, "Oh, well, that's weird," and then mm-hmm. just move on with her life. But Lars would have a fucking meltdown. Right, exactly. I love Sadie when she's like, "No, they're on the house." Is so fucking. It's the most adorable fucking thing. It's so cute. <laughs> and then the the like close up on Stefani going, "That's not good business practices," <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh my god, that's so." It's so much, but so good. It is. uh, um, So uh, when they were, when uh, Stevani is like debating, doing the debate with the donuts, right? Um, Did you notice like the, like kind of like the background art changes is like the donuts separate and come together? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. Also, the music uh, slaps, continues to slap. I wrote that. Um, The... Like I said, uh, Sour Cream has my ideal uh, DJ setup, which is all analog shitty equipment. I I actually wrote, Brian, don't lie, you want that Game Boy setup. Uh, Yeah, I do. The (laughs) the problem is the MIDI carts for Game Boy, for a long time, nobody made any. And people only make MIDI carts for, like, the the original Game Boy, so you need to get, like, a DMG, um, like an old-school big chunk Game Boy. Uh, mm-hmm. except the, the problem is it's got the best sound chip, uh, but the worst everything the fuck else. So you have to heavily modify a big chunk Game Boy to get it to like be a functional music in- instrument mm-hmm. as well as buy like a $150 cartridge for it. Fun times. Yeah. But uh, if you ever, if you ever wanted to sound, know what like a whole bunch of a Game Boy sound like, uh, look mom, no computer on YouTube is creating like a. 100 Game Boy Mega Synthesizer? 
It's pretty sick. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, he he like he bypassed needing a cartridge. I think by like he's got a teensy that's wired directly into the clock chip of of, of the Game Boy, but it's a whole whole fucking thing. Um, oh my god. So the dance is very good. I like how it, yes, I like how like they're not like the people aren't just like. I like how they set up this situation, you know, like the people are obviously not judging Stevani. They're just like, holy fuck, who is this person? There's only six people in this town. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I like well, that. Not only that. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but like the Stevani's animation for their dance moves is really good and really smooth and really fluid. So we as the audience and presumably also the onlookers are supposed to think, wow, they're dancing really well. So it's also the combination of, you know, they're not being judged, just people think they're really cool looking and, you know, stopping and going, wow, which can be read as people judging you too. Right. But um, I can see, like, I would have that exact same, like, crash back down, you know, if I was oh, yeah. in my own world and I woke, like, I, I opened my eyes and everybody's looking at me, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Steven Universe, this is the first time we're going to see it, but Steven Universe is the cartoon that uh, can visualize a panic attack so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they they do it multiple times throughout the series, and every time they nail what a panic attack looks like from a visual medium. Yeah, that was a very good uh, visualization of a panic attack, to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate my next note. What's your next note? I love how we know that Kevin is a heel. He's wearing a scarf. Chris Jericho taught me this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not wrong, though. Although I did really enjoy the way that they... Um, shared a very similar palette. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, I'm Kevin like looking at a screenshot significantly... of them right now. And, huh? like, they've got all this, they've got roughly the same colors, except, like, uh, because of his jacket, he's just got, like, an overall darker look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me, uh, I'm, I'll send you the screenshot. Yeah, because uh, Stevani is a little lighter overall, but, like, they share a same similar palette. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um... The uh, also uh, Kevin is named after like my old uh, roommate person person you're in a polycule with, but you're not in a direct romantic relationship with whatever that is. Shout out to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, you're not listening. Um, I think I think it's Metamore. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Anyways, uh, we used to be like at some point Kevin will show back up. Kevin is like Stevani's rival can make a rival move at any time. Um, oh boy. And uh next time Kevin shows up, uh they, they like Stevani says like or, or like Steven and Connie are like Kevin. And so we would just do that at Kevin constantly. <laughs> oh, so that's where that's from. Yeah, Kevin. Uh that's Oh that's my god. What it is. Oh my this god. Shithead. <laughs> Yeah, because I wrote, damn it, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, the way they contrast. 
again, I'm just going to talk, this is a good episode music wise, but like the way they contrast the music between like Kevin has a track and Stevani has a track and like they use the same backbeat, but change the instrumentation. And it's really good. Mm -hmm. Like this, this feels like the show is like running, like has found its groove. It's running on all cylinders. Like every aspect of the show is starting to click together with each other. Yeah. Um, the, the, the angry day, like, I love how Stevani is just like immediately, like you can feel again, the combination of these two personalities when they're focused on the same thing. Right. Uh, cause they're like immediately, yo, fuck this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not your baby. <laughs> that Connie would say that line like with her mouth. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's really good. It's so good. Uh, I like, uh, like, I like Stevani being, like, fucking, um, uh, hate dancing at Kevin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Open up the Jesus. fucking pit. <laughs> it's so much, but it's so good. Uh, this is also the, like, two blanks and a trench coat meme is, is born out of this, in theory. Um, because, like, when the two kids, like, when the kids pop out and Kevin's like, what the fuck? You know? Mm-hmm. And is, like, kind of bounces because, you know, if, fair for Kevin, I would also bounce at that point. If the person I was, like, I mean, I wouldn't be hitting on uh, anyone as aggressively as Kevin is. But if I was hitting on somebody and then they immediately turned into two children, I would just leave. Yeah. Just get out of that situation. Yeah. Because um, Kevin's a creep, but at least he's not a weirdo. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I like how the show is like also subtly teaching kids like this is not appropriate behavior. Like this guy's obviously a fucking asshole. And if you act mm-hmm. like this, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, good on good on Steven Universe for teaching teaching kids uh, subtle lessons. Um, but at some point in time uh, when Stevani shows back up, Kevin's like, aren't you that person who was like two kids in a trench coat? Oh, my God. <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah, it's the, the whole end scene where they're, like, kind of, like, happily dancing to with each other. And again, we're back to, like, oh, it's real cute. It is really cute, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Also, fucking Sour Cream sees all this happen, and his immediate response is, it's time to throw glow sticks out at people. It is. I, I mean, that is the, when else are you, like, what's a better time? I mean, any time, really. <laughs> um... But I yeah. don't know. I guess he's just jazzed to see his friend Steven there. I guess so. Who knows about sour cream? <laughs> I feel like sour cream is like the quintessential stoner character in some reg- regards. So yeah, he's got to be. Um, I'm. What's the name of the voice? It's Brian Brian Pusain. Is that the name of that guy? Is sour cream's voice actor? Ew. Um, he's in a lot of stuff, and I I I, I think he's cool. Uh, he could be a terrible person. I don't know. Probably not, though. Steven Universe has had a pretty good track record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brian uh, Posen. P-O-S-E-H-N. Uh, if I showed you a picture of this guy, you'll know him. Because you've seen this guy. Oh, that guy! Yeah! Yeah! He's good. He's a good, he's a, he's, a, he's a good voice actor. He's a good actor in general. He's a funny mm-hmm. his stand-up is very funny 
Um, okay. It's very funny to me because it's basically about nerd culture and metal culture, and that's like shit that I'm very into. What? Yeah, he's like you? into like metal and stuff. I'm being sarcastic, Brian. Oh, oh I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Um, so, how do you like your introduction to Stevani? Oh, I think it was very cute. I deeply enjoyed this episode just being incredibly low stakes and just being about the joy of these two nerds doing silly things together and also emphasizing about the ways that, like, even when you're with somebody, you can feel like you're alone and how the context that you're with someone will really determine, like, how you react to a certain situation. I thought that was just really, really well done. Yeah, for sure. And I like that, the sh- like you said, I like that it's a low-stakes episode because, like, your in- your instance is when you're going to introduce a big character like Stevani, right? Uh, is to do it in, like, a very dramatic way, like Steven and Connie are, 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 you know, back against the wall in a fight or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, they're being accosted by a monster, but not, like, I think it's a much better, A, it highlights what fusion is better, like, as a metaphor, mm-hmm. uh, to do it this way than it would be to, like, position it, like, yes, you can fuse to become more powerful, right? But, like, fusion is a relationship, and the Steven Universe doesn't want to show it's one of its most crucial ones, the one that involves its main character. It doesn't want to show that as, like, a weapon or a thing mm-hmm. of aggression. It is a thing of, like, uh, of joy and happiness, of, of like, se- like you know, self-discovery. Like, it's all these joyous, like, happy things, not, like, we're not turning... Steven Universe is not a show that's going to turn the kid into the psychic gun. <laughs> Yeah. So. Uh, just make every... Sometimes, like, they, they've definitely got more hits than misses, but when it comes to their big plot points, Steven Universe always seems to be, like, they have the obvious storytelling choice, and then they swerve in, like, just the... Like, they make the right kind of swerve. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to... And they make the swerve specifically to subvert what your expectations for the storytelling should be. Uh, to to hammer across this idea of like the things that are important are not like the battle like it it, it it's again it's like a like a um, a, a magical girl or shonen anime like like realistically at the end of the day those those shows are like the power of friendship is the most important thing but they do that through showing you fights Steven Universe does that by showing you that the power of friendship is the most important thing. <laughs> Like, yeah. love, love is the important thing. Not the fighting, it's the love part. So. Um, yeah. Uh, any more thoughts about Alone Together? Uh, no, I think we're good. Alright, let's move on to episode 38, The Test. Written by, uh, written in storyboard by Hillary uh, Florido and, and Katie uh, Mitroff again. Um, same people minus Rebecca this time. Uh, official synopsis. Steven finds out that his mission to the lunar ceasefire was a test and demands a new one. That's much better. Yes. Um, on a rainy day, Steven and the Crystal Gems are sitting around playing a game called Kitchen Calamity. Apparently it's spelled with a C. Kitchen with a C, Calamity. I missed that somehow. 
Probably because yeah. I watched this on my phone and I didn't. A little too. Oh. Yeah. Too yeah. It's it's a lot. Fuck that. Fuck that naming convention. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know why I've had such a visceral reaction to it. Anyways, after Steven wins, um, he goes to search for another game to play, uh, but the moon goddess statue falls out, reminding him about um, the whole Lunar Sea Spire incident from the episode Cheeseburger Backpack, which I think is like, what, episode two or three? It's like our it's in our first episode. I believe, right? Whatever. Uh, yes. Um, uh, Stephen laments about this and Pearl's like, basically everybody's trying to make him feel good. But Pearl's like, listen, Stephen, uh, if if the Lunar Sea Spire was so important, we wouldn't have used it as a test for you. And Stephen's like, the fuck you mean a test? And Pearl's like, Haha, what are tests? I don't know what test is. What's this weird human concept of a test? Um, basically, they explained that they had used the Lunar Sea Spire to see if Steven was ready to go on missions. Steven is like, holy shit, I failed. And they're like, no, you didn't fail. You got, uh, like, Amethyst is like, you got at least a 50%. And then Pearl's like, oh yeah, you had that raft, so we didn't have to swim back. That's like 75. That's not failing at all. But at this point, Steven demands uh, that they give him another test. He'll definitely pass. The gyms are hesitant with Pearl specifically saying, like, but you've made so much progress. Uh, but Steven is sticking to his guns. Uh, we uh, smash cut to the gym standing in front of the temple door. They're like, Steven, we've changed the metaphysical properties of the rooms are of the temple to create these three challenge rooms for you, one designed by each of us to simulate the different conditions like you would find on a mission. This is going to be hard and grueling, and you need to be safe. And Amethyst is like, good luck, my dude. You're going to need it. And Steven's like, I won't fail you. And they're like, that's the spirit. Um, and Steven enters the tests. First up is a basically like Indiana Jones <laughs> boulder bit puzzle i don't know if it's a just outrun the boulder and don't die is the first room <laughs> i mean that's a very amethyst thing to do it's true it very much is um but the whole room is like a temple shaped like amethyst it's very good uh a boulder comes out steven has to run there's a gap so steven has to jump the gap grab the vine he swings over uh he touches the door it explodes into like a whole bunch of balloons with a uh hilarious little jingle that i might turn into my ringtone um and moves on to the next room the next room uh is like a series of grids on the floor uh they light up in kind of like a, a sing-song pattern as uh, steven realizes that he needs to jump on the lights in the pattern that this must be pearl's room and when he does he gets to the end of the pattern the stairs come up steven's like well that was real easy and then like a whole bunch of uh sword or no what are those pendulum axes or some shit like yeah. that start swinging from the walls and steven's like holy shit um and he runs through uh he gets to the end uh finally we come to garnet's room it's very hot lava is shooting out of the floor um so steven has to time his jumps with the lava shooting out of the floor he does this but when he gets to the end something a, a big crusher falls out of the ceiling steven panics freezes up in place and the crusher stops just before it hits him um through some testing steven realizes that all of these challenges were in fact fake it was rigged from the beginning he was there was no way that he could have possibly failed uh, steven goes all the way back to the beginning walking up the ramp that the boulder uh came down and uh up onto the roof of the facility where he can kind of see the guts 
Um, he walks along and he's really upset about this, about the gym setting him up for success, like not really testing him. He's like, how can I prove myself to you guys if you don't trust me to do it? Um, and he's, he's very, very upset. He gets to the end where he hears the gym's talking, uh, specifically Pearl saying like, what's taking him so long? Um, they talk about how like they, you know, Pearl's like, there's no way he could have possibly failed. Amethyst says, then what's the point? Uh, they sit there in silence for a moment before Amethyst says, we're really bad at this. Pearl's like, what? And he's like, she's like, listen, you you can't control Steven. He shouldn't be taking advice from me. We don't have Rose to tell us what to do. We're being, we're bad at this. And Garnet's like, we don't, ha we don't know what Steven needs because nothing's like, no one's ever, there's never been anything like Steven before. We're just flying in the dark and doing the best that we can. Um, Steven, here's this. He goes back to the very beginning of the test, just uh, resolutely walks through the whole thing, gets to the last uh, bit, uh, approaches the gems who are all congratulating him, uh, and he falls to his knees in front of them, and he's like, I can't believe you guys. That was so hard! And he, like, puts on about how hard it is. The gems are overwhelmed. Um, oh, also, I forgot to mention, they did this specific, they set this up specifically to build Steven's confidence because he can form the bubble, he can summon the shield, but he's lost his healing powers. They want to give him a win to make him feel good so he can, you know, get back, you know, he can progress again. Um, but they, uh, Steven's like, I really needed this. You guys are, are, are the best. I love you. Uh, and they all hug and you see Steven kind of like resolutely like, uh, kind of like sad smile to himself, hug the gems, star wipe the end. Um, did you notice that the uh, the uh, title screen at the very beginning is like sad and rainy? Yes, I yeah. did know that. Nice. Or notice that. I didn't write it down, but I was like, huh. Uh, it's very nice. I like that. I don't know yeah. if they, I'm going to keep an eye out for it because I don't know if they do that again. There's another yeah. there's another episode that predominantly features like a rainy day. Um, so I'm wondering if they'll do it on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, that's way in the future, though. Uh, I love complicated I, board games. I thought that dice roller was really cute. I wrote I that. Something like I wrote that. that down. I'm like, I legit want this. Yeah, it's so cute. It's I wish that I played games with dice in them so that I could and with people in person so I could have an excuse to use that to roll dice. I know. It's so good. I really like stupidly complicated board games like this. Um, oh man. I own a number of them. Uh you can ask Anya. <laughs> Uh, I love playing things like like um, fucking Betrayal at the House on the Hill and shit like that. Just like I want to play that one day. It sounds so interesting. It's pretty good. Uh, we can't. Unfortunately, many of our friends are uh, too competitive for it. Specifically, Danielle. Shout out. Hey, Danielle. Um, <laughs> that may not be true. I probably I'm probably shit talking Danielle when I definitely don't need to. I just remember the last time we had a very, like, the last time we played Betrayal at the House on the Hill, it did not go well, but we were also playing with our friend Joe, Joe, who, through no fault of his own, has every time I've played, I've probably played that game about eight times with Joe, and Joe has, um, been, uh, fucking the betrayer every time. Every time. <laughs> and it's supposed to be random. 
And it is. He's a different betrayer every time in the book. Oh, my God. But yeah, Danielle is also very competitive. I mean, I'm also very competitive. But this is not this is me also telling on myself. I'm very I'm like a very I'll, competitive motherfucker. I'll go I'll go play it with with like the Candyland version with some children because I am not competitive that well, much. You should be competitive in Betrayal at the House on the Hill. But like people like me and Danielle turn everything into a fucking. And Ani, Ani's also very competitive. Um, which is why Anya doesn't play Among Us. Uh, but yeah, uh, I like board games like that. Um, th- I like the very wholesome congratulations at the end of the board game. That's definitely an Ava reference. You asked me if it was an Ava reference, and I hadn't watched the episode yet, but that is definitely an Ava reference. Well, the Ava reference is at the very end of the episode. I mean, it's still a, def- a reference at the very end. I think but... people can say congratulations without it being a reference okay. to Evangelion. People, people can say congratulations without it being a reference to Evangelion, but when they are standing, or, well, in this case, sitting very stiffly, just looking kind of vaguely off into the distance, clapping, and they just say, congratulations, like, that's... It's an Ava reference. That's true. The the one at the very end is is a dead on oh, reference well, to Evan. Oh, yeah. I think there's like a line that Pearl says in like a deadpan voice that I'm pretty sure is exactly lines from the 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 original English dub of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. I believe you're right. Um, my next my next note is Jesus Pearl followed by Jesus Pearl, but in all caps. Yeah, I'm just like uh. Pearl? Uh, I love. I sent you a screenshot from that too earlier yeah. in the week of yeah. Pearl's face, just like, oh fuck, when you know you fucked up. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh, like Jesus Christ! I mean, like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that makes sense. You want Tim to know if he's ready to go on a mission without putting the pressure of him knowing that you're testing him, right? Yeah, but you don't tell him. You, yeah. You make a solemn vow to never tell the child. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Jesus Pearl fucked up so bad here. Yeah. Um uh I I the thing I like here is like while it's still showing Steven to be a kid like playing some kind of complicated Candyland or something like that in this episode, like it really goes out of its way to show you how far Steven has developed as a character from Lunar Sea Spire to now. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can see the the aspects of the character. Like, it's not a different character. It's a character who grew over the course of this season. Um, yeah. And, you know, in, it's interesting that Steven Universe is, like, a show that very much progresses its time in, in a more or less linear fashion. Uh, and, and does work to, like, make make sure that that is represented. Um, but yeah, uh, Stephen demanding he wants a new he wants a new test. It's very. Uh, I, I sympathize like I remember feeling that way when I was younger. Um, so. You, you want to know what the... So this is a pretty sad episode. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what the saddest line, I think, uh, in this entire episode is? 
probably What's like that? top three saddest lines in this entire episode is What's right that? before Stephen goes into the temple when he's like, I won't fail you again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rough one, buddy. Yeah. And like, I understand that the gems aren't, aren't, I don't think that they are realizing the context behind that. You know what I mean? They're just trying to hype him up before this test. So I don't think they're really like they're, they're, they're in that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, rough one. Uh, though immediately the art of these three rooms, holy shit. It's so good. The amethyst room, I, the amethyst room is my favorite one because it's got the most personality. Um, but holy fuck. It's, it is so, like, amethyst watched, what is it, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Is that the one where this is from? Yes. Yeah. Or is it Temple of Doom? No, no, it's it's Raiders, of the, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Amethyst watched Raiders of the Lost Ark on VHS with Steven because they rented it from the video store. And that's all she could fucking think about through this when she was designing yeah. her room. Uh, it is so good. I'm thinking about turning like the, the shot of him like looking up at Amethyst's the, the, the Amethyst uh, temple thing into like my phone, like the background for my computer because it's so good. It's. It's so good. Like, I I love the rooms in general just because of how they display the character of the people who created them. Right. Like, it's even without the the big Amethyst statue, you could definitely tell that that's Amethyst's room. I know that you say that it has the most personality, but, like, I feel like Pearl's room is so very Pearl. Yeah, it very much is. I feel like I was actually sitting here thinking, like, I don't think that was the right call when I said that. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh man, they're like honestly, I think the the one with the least personality is Garnet, but that's not because Garnet doesn't have personality. It's just like she's very, very utilitarian. I don't know. It's got a vibe to it for sure. I'm not saying it no. doesn't have a vibe. It's just like it's it's running and jumping and don't die in fire. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean. Amethyst is run away and swing on a thing because you're Indiana Jones, but like Garnet's like, is very uh, Pearl's like do ballet to this piano music and then dodge yeah. some swords. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, real good. Like just art. Oh god, art direction yeah. of the show will never not be good. I think there, there's like I know for a fact it never goes downhill. Yeah, um, it's oh, it's so good. Oh. I just noticed in uh, the screenshot that you sent me, mm-hmm. the the door at the end has uh, two gems on it because it's Garnet's door. Yep. <laughs> Little details. Oh, God, this show's so good. It is. Um, I like Stevens. Uh, like, uh, oh, th- when he gets to Garnet's room, it looks like Garnet's turned up the heat. Good one, Stevens. Like, good job, it's buddy. So You're cute. so. Uh, why are you so why are you so perfect why do you have to suffer (laughs) oh my gosh um Um, the the turn when he figures it out is fucking rough uh uh i do like him screaming at the at at the boulder as it rolls back up the hill that's like i I wanted to like it's like that's me that's me dealing with my like that's me finally getting fed up and dealing with my shit in 2020 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a mood 
Um, I actually like completely skipped over a note. Uh, no, really we can't quick. go back. We move. We have to I, move ever forward. <laughs> I know. No. Um, back when Pearl was showing the graphics of like how the test was supposed to work, did you notice that she's not in the little like victory graphic? You've got the silhouette of Garnet and you've got the silhouette of Amethyst, but in between them is the little flag that's like at the end of an obstacle course. Oh, interesting. I didn't notice that. I wonder what's up with that. Either that or she just draws herself really weirdly, but Amethyst and Garnet's silhouettes were pretty readable. Oh, no, that is, yeah, that that's, I I, I read that as Pearl. Oh. Like tall with kind of It just looks like a little a flag. Yeah, well, I think it's because, like, they were very abstract anyways. So, like, if you drew Pearl in a very abstract way, if you wanted to represent her form, it would be kind of a stick with, like, a triangle at the top because of her nose. Mm. It does look very much like a... I think that's what they were going for. I do agree with you. It looks exactly like a flag because it's a flag. It it wouldn't be so... If the other two were not so easily recognizable as people i would agree that it's it's supposed to be pearl yeah but it's it that's not recognizable as a person garnet and amethyst both were that's fair but yeah that's what i read it as is that was pearl but, but yeah, yeah yelling yelling at the the boulder going uphill Screaming the entire way is definitely a 2020 mood, especially an end of 2020 mood. Yeah, for fucking real. Uh, do you notice, like, when the change happens, like, the way they draw Steven, he's just got these big bags under his eyes? Mm-hmm. He just looks so fucking mm-hmm. tired, this poor child. Um, the music uh, for the outside of the, the test chamber, fucking phenomenal music. Just one of the best tracks of the season, I think, so far. Yeah. Just evocative as fuck. Gets you right in the right fucking headspace for what's about to come next. It is fucking phenomenal. Um, Steven talking to himself, feeling real bad, uh, starts you on the track. And then uh, Rebecca comes in. I'd say Rebecca. She didn't even write this episode. But Mm -hmm. Rebecca comes in. uh, uh, She's got the shot. She takes it. She shoots you right in the fucking hearts. Yeah, I I do. When I saw the part with uh, the gems talking about like trying to prepare Steven and make sure he's ready and pump up his confidence mm-hmm. and stuff, I thought a lot about um, about lions. And I mean, a lot of predators do this. I just was specifically thinking about a clip I saw with um, a lion and a cub in it. Um using play as a way to safely teach uh, predator uh, skills to young uh, animals. Mm -hmm. And I keep thinking about that because, like, this is kind of like what the whole situation reminds me of, is just, like, this is the gems learning the value of play as a way to safely teach, but also, like, learning it poorly while also like giving us an excuse to see them externalize on screen their inadequacies and how they fa- feel like they fail as guardians slash parents. Right. Because like this is one of the rare times where we get to see the gems being the gems without the 
haze of them being in front of Steven. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we're Steven's still our point of view character here, but, um, like, he, you know, th- this is them mask off, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, full guard down. And it's just, like, fucking, like, heartbreaking of these, like, just three people who are really trying very hard at a thing they are not equipped to do. Yeah. Um, And it really helps, I feel like it helps really contextualize, like where they're at and like a lot of the decisions that they've made up until this point and will make in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because like, again, it's like they, they try, they're trying very hard, but they really have no idea what the fuck they're doing. But also that's like most first time parents, you know what I mean? Like you're trying really hard and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's a hard fucking thing to do. And like, I understand, like, I don't think anyone's like, I don't think any of the comments we got were like, how could the, the them set him up? Like, you know, people like I've done this before with like Sh- Shannon. Don't let Daniel know that I let him win at Smash Brothers because um, mm-hmm. uh, I could get I could fucking murder that child at Smash Brothers. I could. I am capable. I can beat a 12 year old at a video game. I can do it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. So more power to you. Uh, but like sometimes like sometimes like. It's just not worth the win. Like, it's never worth the win, you know? Like, yeah. sometimes I do beat his ass when he's getting cocky. You got to put him in his fucking place. But, you know, when he's having, like, when I can tell that he's, like, having a bad day or frustrated by the thing, I'm just like, just let him win because I don't give a fuck. I'm 33 years old. Yeah. I can lose Smash Brothers. Um, he's 12. He can't, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, like, and I understand, like, pumping kids' confidence is up, you know? And... What the the fucking most heartbreak like it's the most kind of like I feel like the three here are our three ranks like no at number three most heartbreaking thing in this episode uh Steven saying I won't fail you again number two this entire little section uh, of the gyms yeah. feeling like complete failures number three the look on Steven's face when he realizes that he has to take care of them yeah <laughs> he makes the decision this is what the thesis of the, the this is what Steven's role in the show moving forward is going to be. He has to take care of the gems because they need him. Uh, and it is f- f- fucking rough to see him make that decision, commit to it and go through. And it's just like the saddest, like him coming down there and basically turning the whole thing around, like building up the gems confidence in their, their abilities, you know, uh, giving them the win. And yeah. it is like, A, just masterful. Like, they don't, he doesn't say it. It's not explicitly laid out, but like the turn at the end is really good fucking storytelling. It's very, very good. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just like this episode, like, this is the, this is the episode I watched where I was crying while playing Apex Legends. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. This is a, this is a tearjerker of an episode because it's just very raw and very like Steven Universe does a really good job of characterizing these like hard light projection aliens as like just people with real like presenting characters with real relatable fears fears and flaws. You know. Hmm. Sorry, I've got the hiccups there. So so sad. I've got the hiccups. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it just be like that. That's true. Hiccuping in the club. Yep. 
Uh, any any more thoughts about the test here? Oh yeah, no, the, the I, Ava reference, spot on Ava reference. Frankly, weird yeah. weird place to put it, but more power to you for sneaking it in. Yeah. There's another. Yeah, there's a later. Uh, there's a later episode uh, that has a very, very overt Evangelion reference that is just mind blowing. <laughs> oh boy, is it like an end of Ava reference? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's geez. the like it, you know the the iconic big ray head on the yes. beach like shot. It's it's a pastiche of that. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, moving on to episode 39, Future Vision. This one was was written by Lamar Abrams and Helen Joe. Um, The official synopsis. Steven learns that Garnet can see into the future and becomes curious about the possible dangers that lurk around him. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. Um, The episode begins with Steven cleaning up his room. Uh, He is getting rid of his old toys because he is, quote... A big boy now. Uh, as he walks down the stairs. Oh, also, this synopsis skips over a very important part. He throws. Basically, he's getting rid of all of his toys, except most importantly, MC Bear Bear. Um, as he's walking down the stairs, he steps on a tennis ball and he begins flying through the air, but is caught by Garnet. And he's like, Garnet, why are you here all the time? How are you always in the, the right place at the right time? And Garnet's like, you can't handle that information. It would crush your puny mortal mind. And he's like, nah. And she's like, hmm. All right, I've got future vision. And Steven's like, holy <laughs> shit, what? She's like, yeah, I can kind of see the future. Uh, so then they go outside and do a, a prolonged uh, workout sequence that I don't think uh, makes any sense whatsoever. And has to be a reference to something I don't understand. Um, but afterwards, Steven's like, I'm kind of hungry. Hey, Garnet, where am I going to go for for uh, food? She's like, the Big Donut, the only one of the three restaurants in town uh, and the one you go to the most. She's like, he's like, ah, oh, you're right. You want to come with me? She's like, yeah. Uh, so they go to the Big Donut and he's like, what's going to happen if I say hi to Sadie? Garnet's like, she'll say hi back. And then he says hi to Sadie and that thing happens. He's like, what happens if I say hi to Lars? We have a very deep and complicated relationship. The possibilities are endless. She's like, I see one reality where Lars gives you a high five and Steven is stoked by this. And then in a number of other realities, you receive third degree burns. He's like, high five. Uh, so he goes to high five <laughs> Lars, scares Lars. Lars throws a pot of coffee in the air. Garnet steps in the way, taking the coffee to the face like a fucking champ. Um, stop making me sad, Ad. Um, takes the uh, coffee to the face like a fucking champ. Um, and they kind of begin the day. This kind of begins a montage of like Garnet and Steven moving through Beach City. Uh, Garnet kind of detailing to Steven all of these like terrible things that could happen to him at any moment. Steven becoming more and more paranoid as they go on. Uh, finally, we cut back to the temple where Steven is wearing a bicycle helmet while making a, uh, um, a sandwich. Garnet says hi. Uh, this is spook Steven's obvious that he's really spooked. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making a sandwich. I just need to s- take the knife and spread the mayonnaise. And he just does not want to take the knife. Uh, so finally he, uh, just picks up the jar of mayonnaise and plops the whole jar of mayonnaise onto the sandwich. Um, the gems come up to the, uh, um, the warp pad. They're like, Garnet, come on. We've got a mission. Steven's like, you can't leave me, Garnet. I'm going to die. And Garnet's like, listen, Steven, you're control of your own destiny. You make your future. Also, under no circumstances are you supposed to go to the roof. And he's like, what? And she's like, bye. Um, 
So Steven spends basically the rest of the night uh, just going insane. <laughs> like it's a fucking Ed Growl poem. Uh, just losing his shit about going, what could possibly be on the roof that could kill him. Uh, it's raining. It's very scary. Um, he works himself up into such a tizzy that the lightning uh, forces him to hide under the table where he sees MC Bear Bear. He's reminding himself that he's a big boy now. He's a goddamn crystal gem. Uh, and he's like, fuck this shit. I'm not afraid of the fucking sky. Uh, and he goes outside. He gets on the roof. and He's like, fuck me up. And Garnet appears back. She's like, Steven, get down. He's like, no, if something's going to happen to me, you've got to let it happen to me. What's going to happen up here, Garnet? She's like this. Um... She details to Stephen that uh, she knew that the the knowledge of, of the future, of knowing everything that could happen to him, specifically everything that could could go wrong, uh, would push Stephen too far. Uh, but she took the chance because she saw one reality where Stephen understood and then became closer. Um, and she apologizes that she she was selfish in, in bestowing this knowledge upon Stephen, taking a risk at his. Uh, at, at, at his uh at the cost of you know his his well-being uh and steven finally kind of like comes down like has this moment is like what the hell am i doing and he comes down and he like hugs garnet and he's like i'm gonna be in control of my own like i'm gonna watch out for me from now on steve and garnet's like good job and then deflects a fucking lightning bolt with her bare hand <laughs> star wipe the end <laughs> yep. um Oh, here we go. Sorry, this is not the right first note. Uh, my first note for this episode is today we kill the past. <laughs> Get my, in the fucking box, was... cloud. <laughs> my my first note was, fun fact, you don't have to get rid of these things to become a big boy. It's true, but I, I understand the... Um, I feel like this is a very yeah. common, not just a common trope, but like a thing kids do. You know what I mean? It's time to put away childish things, even though you should probably hang on to your childish things because you're going to decorate your room with them later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I don't think it's necessarily something that like a lot of kids necessarily endeavor to do i think it's something that parents tend to put upon them yeah i don't think i decidedly don't like in the context of the show i don't think that the gems are definitely doing that oh yeah. oh no 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 they no, don't no. understand I'm, at I'm, all <laughs> yeah and greg certainly wouldn't do that 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 seems very outside of greg's character that's because greg's a hoarder yeah but also even if he wasn't it feels very outside of greg's character to be like time to move on steven yeah. A guy who lives in his van. <laughs> um, but yeah, the... Uh, I did like that it's like... I like Ninja Squad. New Ninja Squad is obviously like uh, Naruto to Naruto Shippuden or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like just edgier Naruto. <laughs> yep. And then Naruto Shippuden to... Boruto. Isn't Boruto more of a kid show? Well, I mean, as far as I know, it's it's kind of the same target audience as uh, Shippuden. I've never watched um, Shippuden either. I have watched probably 15 episodes of Naruto total in my entire life. I just watched the fight scenes on YouTube because they're dope. <laughs> they're really good, unfortunately. Uh, it just, I, I felt myself 
age and wither into dust when uh, I saw somebody tweet about Naruto. You mean Mor- Boruto's dad? And I'm just like, oh, God. I've taken 3d6 psychic damage. Fuck. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck all of it's that. It's so bad. Um, I know. If you want better Naruto takes, uh, uh, don't listen to the show and never believe it, but do listen to the show and never believe it because it's a great, weird show written by uh good friend Riley Hopkins. Uh, we should have, I feel like Riley would be very fun to have on this show. I feel like they would. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> uh, my next note, cause like, you know, this is a pretty breezy, like this is an episode that really, doesn't get going until the end but the end is very good um Mm -hmm. but uh i fucking love like steven being like but i'm a large man now (laughs) yes that was so cute that was so fucking cute also when steven was doing the eyebrow thing what the fuck what the fuck was that okay so i have one more note before i get to the what the fuck part oh uh it's um Steven, so I think canonically Steven's middle name is uh, Cutie Pie. Because, like, in Steven Universe Future, Steven introduces himself as Steven Cutie Pie DeMeo Quartz Universe. Uh, okay. Which are all of his names. And so I'm pretty sure Cutie Pie is his actual middle name. Okay. So, I mean, he's I mean, this boy ain't got no birth certificate, so who gives a shit? <laughs> Yeah, there there are weirder things to name your kid. Um, what the fuck is that workout sequence? I don't know. Is this, like, this has to be a reference to an anime, right? It's it's got to be some sort of reference. Either that, or it's just some really weird way that they were padding. Like. That's the only other thing I can think of is this is a cute way to pad the episode. Okay, so the scene where Garnet, I I just scrolled down on the wiki because I needed to know, right? Um, Mm -hmm. The scene where Garnet and Steven do a workout together is a parody of the Korean National Gymnastics. Uh, The song is also in Korean. It says, let's work out one, two, 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 three, two, four, two. Uh, so apparently mm-hmm. this is like must be like a thing school kids do in Korea in South Korea. I mean, OK, um, which makes sense because the, the primary animation studio for Steven Universe is in South Korea uh, and they work okay. well with them. So yeah. maybe there's some sort of like this, this or some sort of joke, I guess. Um, yeah. Let's take a look. Uh, who wrote this episode? Yeah. Helen. Well, I mean. Like, it's not uncommon, like, if, like, an American studio is working with, uh, like, an overseas studio, like, if the two studios have a good relationship, they do tend to end up influencing each other. There's a lot of stuff that happened um, with some character design and things like that in Avatar The Last Airbender that was directly influenced by the South Korean animation studio. Mm-hmm. Um... Helen Joe also I think uh I think Helen Joe who uh, wrote on this episode is also Korean I'm not I, I'm trying I'm not trying to make like a uh I'm doing 
aggressive googling in the background here uh but that would also make sense why why they would include this you know mm-hmm. um so anyways uh but yeah that's what it is i don't know why they included it or why it was so Again, long I, I i think it was padding like this episode is good, but it's not horribly substantial. Yeah, it's very, it feels like, kind of stretchy. Yeah, it's it's not terribly dense. No. So, no, for you sure. know, it's a cute way to pad the episode, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, also the eyebrow wiggle, real weird, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that was like the money shot for the episode, too. Like, that's what had the best animation in the entire fucking episode, and it's really weird. Um... Garnet or Steven just wanting to hang out with Garnet all day is also very cute. It's very cute and also a mood. Yeah. Uh, Garnet talking about uh, the the paths of time. Uh, there's also where some of the art budget went because that was a really beautiful scene, frankly. Yes. Um, I wrote down here because she's like, I have the map. I, I steer the ship. I'm right. I wrote down here, Captain Wife City. <laughs> oh, my God. You're not wrong, though. Um. Let's see. Uh, the the big donuts are cute. I like how Stephen Garnet being like, you could get a high five, but you'll most likely be grievously injured is me trying to pet raccoons in the real world. <laughs> yeah. And just uh, Lars. There was a dump. There, there was a raccoon in the dumpster today. He's a little, little one. Brian. I'm, huh? I don't. Brian, we explicitly call you out on Equestria Gaze this week, by the way. I don't. For this exact behavior, I don't, don't adopt a wild raccoon. The raccoons, they get in the dumpster. It's not like I trap them there. <laughs> don't make me sound like some kind of fucking sociopath here. The raccoons, they get in the dumpster because people put their food in the dumpster and the raccoon wants the apple. Like, I'm not saying you trap the raccoons. I'm just saying don't try to pet wild raccoons, Brian. Well, eventually a baby's going to end up there and then I'll take it home. Oh my god, this is exactly why we called you out on Equestria Gaze. I've watched a lot of videos about raising raccoons. Uh-huh. I live um, by myself. He can eat through the wall if they want to. Like, I don't care. Oh my god. I just want to sit and watch TV and then the raccoon come up and grab my hand. I hold my hand with its little hand. Oh my god, Brian. <laughs> um... I love the mon- yeah. like the death montages where Steven just turns into a little skeleton every time. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the fucking bee drills. They're just bee drills. <laughs> they're just bee they're drills. They're not even like legally distinct bee drill. It's just bee drill. <laughs> and then like when when deaths that wouldn't necessarily yield a skeleton uh easily visible, it just like pops up the little skull <laughs> is just such a cute touch. It's real is really very cute. Um, uh, my my next note isn't until uh right before Stevens eating the or uh, making the sandwich. I, I don't. I honestly don't have notes. I like this little. I wrote this little montage is great. Um, yeah, that, gross was that my montage. next like about the sandwich when the the, the mayonnaise plops out. So so let me tell you <laughs> about what it's like to be August, especially when August like today. Uh, forgets to take their anxiety medication. If you ever want to know what it's like to be August, just watch that little montage of all the ways that Steven can die on repeat forever. <laughs> and that's just, that's what it's like when I leave the house. Like, 
That's just how it is. That's the mood. That's not really how, like, my anxiety has always been, like, weird social stuff. Like, it just, like, pushes me into becoming, like, a like a weird robot hermit. But uh, I can also, because, like, I drive, like, I couldn't, I don't think I could be me and uh, be worried about dying. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, see, I just, hell, even th- sitting in my house sometimes, it's just a random background radiation of, wow, this is a way that you could die literally right this second. This is a way that this could horribly go wrong right this second. But, uh, yeah, I forgot to take my meds today, by the way. Sorry, dog. So that didn't help. Um, (laughs) Uh, You should never ride in the car with me. I have ridden in the car with you exactly once, and it will never happen again. I've never been in a wreck. You can ride in in my car, (laughs) but I... I can't. I'd have a heart attack. I know you haven't had a wreck, and I don't know how that happened. And I hope it never does happen. I don't wish that for you, but God, I would die. Like I would have a heart attack. Um. Ugh. Uh. Sandwich is gross, and a splat the worst. The oh god the the mayonnaise oh god. And the fact that the fa- fact that Garnet's like that'll kill you quicker, just like ugh, gross. Oh, I forgot to comment in the last episode. Garnet's very deadpan. Yes, was great. <laughs> Highlight of the week. It's very good. Um. Yeah, honestly, I don't have any more notes until like Stephen starts having his freak out. Yeah, I my note was okay. I'm not that bad. So my literally my next note is like, uh, uh, talk about what Garnet says, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So like, man, the whole thing that Garnet says, like on the one hand, like as a kid, it's probably a really good thing to hear it. On the other hand, like. Do you think this is like, uh, cause like Garnet saw the, f- like the, because it feels like we hit the end, like, this does end up being the, like, 1% chance that Garnet saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm assuming that's what they're going for. Yeah. Like, I, the my read on it is Garnet saying all of those things because she sees that as the most expedient way to get him off the roof, so that way he doesn't get struck by lightning. Well, I think maybe it's just because, like, th- th- they're very... I think these things are very like the 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 um it uh like him not being able to handle it and him being able to handle it are very close to one another from a like a time time frame existence thing cuz like I think she I think mm. she's being uh like I think she's being genuine when she like apologizes to Steven for taking like a chance at his uh like a risk at his uh at, at his expense, you know. Well, I mean, I don't think I don't think that she was lying about any of the stuff that she was saying. I think it was genuinely okay, well, what's the easiest way to get him to not get struck by lightning? Tell him the truth? Okay, let's do that. Right. Um, that was just the read I got, and I don't think that's necessarily like for me personally that doesn't make me feel poorly about Garnet's character or anything like that. I feel like she's a very utilitarian person. 
um, who loves Steven very, very much. Right. And uh, I'm of two minds about whether or not I agree with her decision to share that with him. Because on the one hand, like, he's going to have to learn sometime. But on the other hand, like, it's the idea of, like, trying to share age-appropriate things with your child, like, you yeah, know, you've got, it's yeah, a tough when to call. Make, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, the metaphor they're going for here. Because also, canonically speaking, Steven does not know that Garnet is a fusion right now. Yeah. So, you know, obviously she's keeping stuff from him before, you know, when he's ready. Um, so. Uh, or when she, you know, thinks that he's ready. Uh, you know, that that's every parent, though. You don't tell your kid literally everything from, like, day one. Yeah. Like, you can walk now, Timmy. Time to learn about capitalism. <laughs> uh, but, uh. I think it like it's a good episode. Again, it's like it's just not very like it feel this is feel like it's good. Like if this is honestly like Steven Universe's low when it comes to like stretching and kind of fillery, like it still beats like most shows. Oh yeah. Um but it's a good episode overall just not like I don't there's not a whole lot to like dissect, I feel like. Especially yeah. coming off like It'd be one thing if we weren't coming off of the test. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like we got all of our, like, parenting uh, thought thought provoke, provoking already's happened. Yeah. Uh, so, in that case, it's time for us to hit up the Discord, huh? I am. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, do, 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 do. I scrolled too high. Where is it? Gay Space Dragon. There we go. Okay. Okay, so there we go. Blap. Oh, apparently I did name Z Space correctly last time, says Danielle. Yes. Good job, me. The guy who plays as... I do have to wonder, is it is it based on, like, the Z axis? Maybe that's what they're going for. I think we should call the Steven yeah. Universe version our space for Ronaldo. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I will also call it our space every this. time we're in uh, we're playing dumb kids just to make Danielle mad. Oh my god, <laughs> I hate this! I hate this. <laughs> It'll be you and me. It will be the only motherfuckers laughing when I do this next year. We'll be we'll be locked in this grim like no children like who are, who is going to swerve on making this horrible Ronaldo reference, <laughs> and we'll just go down together in flames. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so Will asks, uh, in Future Vision, Garnet says, um, it might have drawn her and Steven closer together, or it might have caused, uh, him crisis. Did either of them learn a valuable lesson about letting things happen, or not taking stupid risks, or anything like that? I think this is going to be, like, a step in, like, Steven self-actualizing, for sure. Um, yeah. but also I do think it does draw them together. I think th this had the desired outcome that, that, that Garnet wanted to. Um, yeah, it may not have happened initially, but it definitely does seem like it, it brought them closer together mm -hmm. and, uh, but it, I don't know. I don't even necessarily know if I would even consider this a stupid risk that Garnet took. Like, the narrative doesn't seem to frame it as a stupid risk, but maybe that's because we're with Steven 
And Stephen is the one who learns how to accept this. So, of course, we see it as reasonable. True. So. Um, then Will also asks, uh, sometimes Garnet seems most able to parse Stephen as a child of the gems, uh, but is she, quote unquote, cheating? No, I think I think Garnet explains, like, yes, she has future vision, but it's not perfect because she can only perceive one stream of like time at a time you know mm-hmm. like whenever there's a decision she can see the paths but you know she has to you know she has to exist in one of the rivers um yeah and then will hasn't an- and i mean oh go on sir i don't know like is it even really cheating when you're just using all the tools at your disposal anyway yeah, sure. like yeah. listen the programmers put I'm it not- in the game it ain't cheating yeah it might be transgressive play, but um, Garnet, um, but no, King of Speedruns. Oh my God! Um, Will all also asks later uh, about the test. Is Stephen the most emotionally capable person in the house? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's the really fucking sad part about 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 uh, the test. And it's not because like the gems aren't trying. Just Stephen wills himself into being that. Well, I don't think he has to will himself into being that. I think he just is that innately because he has grown up with love and care from a lot of different people who fuck up, Mm -hmm. but, like, they're not actively trying to stifle him or even necessarily do all the horrible things that Homeworld sounds like it does to the people who live there. So, like... He's not living under an oppressive regime. Um, He's got a lot of people and a community that care about him. So, yeah, of course he's going to be the most emotionally well-off person in that house. That's true. He's not got, like, trauma yet. Much trauma yet. He's got some trauma. He's beginning a trauma collection. (laughs) Yes. Um. But... But, yeah, it, it makes sense for him to be the most emotionally capable person under that roof. At least, you know, at least based on what we've seen, it's just like, I'm not, I mean, it sucks that he has to be, in some ways, be the adult for these adults. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, it's not surprising that he is the one who's got the most emotional intelligence here. Right. And it's not like, it's Steven stepping up, but it's not like the Jim stepping back either. They're trying, they're just not. Like they said, like they're trying, but they, they've got their own shit to deal with. And we'll see as the series goes on, like they get better, you know, they get better at it as yeah. they deal with their shit. Well, how like, weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you know, Garnet's already doing better because like we see Garnet being more willing to spend time with Steven, like Garnet at the beginning of the season absolutely wouldn't have just gone and faffed off for an entire day in Beach City with Steven, you know? Right, because she would have had, air quotes, important gym shit to do. Yeah, but now she knows how important it is to Steven that she do these things, even if she doesn't understand or really care about any of them. So, you know, character growth is happening on on all fronts. It's really great. 
Um, Shannon uh, had a few comments. Uh, first one's about Alone Together. Or first few is about Alone Together. Uh, she writes, God, uh, I love this episode. Have we covered the fact that fusion is taboo on Homeworld? If so, how do you parse the gym's different reactions to teaching Steven and seeing Stevani? I feel like we kind of covered that, like... Like, Amethyst, who yeah. doesn't have that, is like, holy shit, this is cool as shit. Garnet's just losing her fucking mind. She's so fucking happy about it. Uh, Garnet's yeah. never been happier, literally ever. Uh, yeah. And uh, Pearl is capital uh, capital uh, W worried. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Shannon says, I've got to say that Garnet's reaction in particular... Uh, is a lot uh, like the feeling of addressing like issues of uh, sex and sexuality in a healthy way with your kid, uh, which were ta- taboo or shameful to your parents. Like having that, like, because like Garnet is definitely the one who's like most like fuck this shit, like fuck all this bullshit that Homeworld thought about this. Obviously, since she's just like lives it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a pretty solid read. Uh, yeah. Also alone together, Sadie and Lars are gay for Stevani. Everyone's gay for Stevani. Yeah. Uh, though that scene in particular, just adorable, frankly. It's very cute. It's very pure. Uh, Shannon asks why Stevani is so much older than Stephen and Connie. I because they're too. The, it's their combined age. I think it's <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't think it's necessarily just their. It's their combined age. It's more. It's their combined life experiences, yeah. you know? Like, they... Because, um, like, you know, Connie is more mature in some ways than Steven. Uh, and Steven's more mature yeah, than Connie I, in some ways, I feel like. Yeah, like, if Steven... Like, if one of the the Stevens from uh, Steven and the Stevens were still around, if Steven and Steven tried to fuse, I don't think... I, I think Steven Quaird would be vastly different from Stevani because Steven would just have his own experiences to pull mm-hmm. from. So maybe he would be like literally two Stevens in a trench coat as opposed to an entirely different person. Yeah. You know, also I want to say that, uh, that nightmare that you just proposed as a thought experiment. I'm really glad it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you know, fusions get big, they're bigger than their some parts. So, you know, you represent that by yeah. not making a big child, but like in you know a, a teenager. Um, yeah. Uh, Shannon talks about the test. Uh, I think it's fun how this starts out with them playing a board game and goes to the gym's creating test for Steven that he can't fail at. Um, she talks about like there's times where I've stacked the deck so Daniel would win at Candyland. Uh, so yeah, I think that we had the. Um, uh, we had very yeah, similar play play as a means of education mm-hmm. is vitally important to gyms and to people and gym people gym people um and then uh finally shannon's like god but the fear of what might happen is a big mood in 2020 <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh-huh uh so yeah, those are our questions this week. If you want to uh, have questions for us, I feel like this is a much better format now that we're doing it this way. Um, yes. Um, if you want to send us questions, uh, you can always hit us on Twitter. It's at Roomware. It's at Gay Space Pod. <laughs> uh, you can also tweet at Roomware Pod. I'll see them. 
Um, <laughs> or tweet at Harpy Dora. Fine. We're all getting tweets. Yeah. Tag us all. We, we could. You could tag Equestria Gaze. I'd wonder why you're doing that if you're not listening to the show. But sure, yeah. go for it. Um... Uh, also get on our discord the link will be in the description below um come and hang out it'll be a good time uh we've got a great discord frankly our discord fucking slaps uh top 10 discord it's very good period yep um but yeah you should come hang out we've got a great community we've got some nice people uh we talk about everything not just steven universe not just our podcasts frankly least about our steven universe and our podcast and more about just fucking just chilling and being cool um the i thought about putting uh, putting one of the like relationships i wanted to do was like a crop for so we're doing like a secret santa thing on the discord and i thought about being uh cheeky and putting in there like one of my like the pairings that i wanted to see fan fiction of was like a crossover episode of like you from equestria gaze and you from this show <laughs> oh, Brian! Not like in a weird way. Just uh, I thought it would be funny to put in there. So just frankly, just oh to like shove that at Danielle and, and Jade, so they would be mad at me. <laughs> I feel like it's very Jesus obvious which Christ. ones are mine in there. Oh man, I I can pick out. I I I've found a couple of peoples. I think I know a couple of peoples, but I don't want to say it on the yeah, podcast i'm not gonna okay. so uh so we are i determined this today we have three more episodes to record before we're done with season one of steven universe uh holy shit Hell yeah <laughs> so next week our next time we'll be doing theoretically we'll have a guest um and next time we'll be doing on the run uh horror club and winter forecast um i feel like that's a good selection we've got uh, uh, trauma, uh, townies, and just the like a fucking uh, adorable goddamn uh, episode in Winter Forecast. Frankly, uh, it'll be good. Some good, honestly, it'll be some good post uh, Christmas vibes. Uh, nice. Like it's 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 winter. It's like the same. It's got that cozy vibe. It's a good vibe. Um, and then after that, we'll be doing. Uh, maximum capacity marble madness and roses scabbard and then for our final uh our oh no no we've got four episodes left i can't do math so roses scabbard then we do open book shirt club and story for steven then we do the message political power the return and jailbreak so we've got four episodes left to record Still not that many episodes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, should be uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Shit's only gonna get weirder from here, y'all. Uh, looking yeah. fucking forward to it. Um. Our uh, live stream went real well last week. Uh, we raised significantly more money than we set out to. Uh, for very good cause. Yeah. Let's let's hope it goes well. Uh. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this and you live in Georgia and you are not me, Anya, or Amber, go out and early vote if you're able to. If not, uh, the elections on January 5th, um, 
please exercise your right to vote, if at all possible. Please. 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 <laughs> um, this is a very important election. Yep. Uh, um, okay. I think that's it. I believe it's your turn to send us off into uh, space, August. I believe you're correct. So, uh, remember everybody, be like Cookie Cat and leave your family behind. Peace. Peace.